Hey there, this is Ben Sanders, lead pastor of Revelation. We are so honored that you've tuned in to our podcast today. Even if you're not a part of our Revelation family here in Frisco, Texas, I want to encourage you to connect with us on social media. Just search for Revelation Frisco on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also go to revelationfrisco.church to get to know us a little bit better and even plan a visit. It is my prayer today that this message brings you one step closer to Jesus. Let's jump into the message. All right, Revelation, are you ready to receive the word of the Lord today? Amen. Amen. Me too. How about that? (laughs) We are right at the end of a series called True Measure, and we have learned so far that God measures our lives differently than the way we measure our lives. God measures our lives differently than the way the world measures our lives, and and we want to be a success, but we want to be a success God's way. And so we've learned that His ruler, and I've been carrying around a yardstick for the last couple of weeks, His ruler is different than our ruler. Amen. And where we have numbers on our yardstick, where we say, well, how do I measure up? One, a 10, a 36, where where do I lie? God says, look, I'm not about the numbers per se, but I've got some questions. And so we've been looking at those questions, and we see things like uh, down at the very bottom, what have I been given? We learn nobody's a zero, nobody starts at zero, everybody's been given something to start with in the kingdom of God. And then we learned last week that we need to do something with what we've been given. So the second question was, what am I doing? So what have I been given? What am I doing? And today we get into the final question on the yardstick. And uh, and it's an important question because as Christians, we believe that ultimately we're going to get to the end of the yardstick. We're going to get to the end of the time where we get to measure up. We're going to get to the, the day where the final grade is given. And the final grade is not an A, a B, C, D, or F. The final grade is pass or fail. You're in or you're out. You did well or you didn't do well. It's either going to hear well done or depart from me. That's it. At the end of time, when the final grade is given, that's all that it is. Pass or fail. And and so you're going to find people that they just began to serve God the day before Jesus rode into, into the eastern sky. And they're going to get a pass. And you're going to find people that's been serving God faithfully for 75 years. And they're going to get a pass. And you're going to find a whole bunch of people that never wanted to serve Jesus, love Jesus, follow Jesus. And they're going to be sent away. That's the truth of the matter. And so that's how we're going to measure up. It doesn't matter how long you serve God. It doesn't matter how much effort you put into the kingdom of God over a period of years. What matters is, is that final Grade. And so I want to kind of jump into that real quick because Jesus actually described what this day was going to look like. He actually described the kind of grade that he was going to give and, and what he was going to grade on. And so we see this in Matthew chapter 25, and he, he actually says the Son of Man is going to sit on the throne, and the, all the people of every nation is going to be gathered to him, and he's going to separate the sheep from the goats. He's going to send some to his right and some to his left, and this is what he's going to say in Matthew 25, verse 34. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, 
inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. This is what Jesus says he's going to judge people on. This is what he said he's going to hold us up to and measure with. He's looking to ask this question at the end of our yardstick, at the end of the measurement that we're taking with God's ruler. What have I been given? What am I doing? And the final question, what impact have I had? What difference have I made? Did I leave the world a different place than when I walked into the world? And the world recognizes this. Our society recognizes this. Uh, we, we see quotes like this. This is a gentleman by the name of Douglas Lawson. I know nothing else about him except he said this. We exist temporarily through what we take, but we live forever through what we give. That is good. That could almost be in the Bible, but it's not. That was Douglas Lawson. This is why we see sports superstars and celebrities and uber-wealthy people that seem to have it all take up causes. You've seen this happen. Yes, uh, they, they work so hard to get where they are. They, they have all the fancy cars. They have the big house with the swimming pools. They have millions of fans who adore them. They have lots of people that like all their stuff on Facebook and Instagram. They seem like they have it all, but then they realize that they are lacking the joy of fulfillment, and so they go looking for something else, and they find out they find some fulfillment when they begin to give to others, when they begin to serve others, when they begin a cause and begin to attract attention to the cause and make a difference in the lives of of others. So I think there's something to that. The scripture actually says that. In fact, that's what Jesus is grading us by at the end. What kind of impact have you had? And I think that's a question that's embedded deep inside of the heart of every person because that's God's measurement, God's ruler that he's put inside of us. And I think that today it's time for us to recognize the impact that we've had with our lives so far. And I think that it's time to recognize that we can have a bigger impact than what we've had so far. But maybe you've been held back by this particular measurement called perspective. You see, my sons, they're 10 and they're 7 right now, and they'll sit around the kitchen table and they'll say things like this. My thumb is as big as my brother's head. Right? You know, they'll hold their thumb out, and they'll look at their brother, and they go, my thumb is as big as your head. Or they'll go outside, and they'll hold it up to the sky, and they'll say, my thumb is bigger than the moon. Yeah, and we know that's not true. And it's kind of funny when they do that. Uh, this, is, this is actually, uh, you can study this. This is something called forced perspective, and it's, it's possible because of some semi-complicated math. It's not too bad. Uh, but it gets used even in the movies to create some, some fun stuff, right? So we've seen the movie Elf that's coming up. Maybe you're going to watch Elf at, at Christmas time. Uh, that's full of forced perspective because a lot of those elves are not actually that small, okay? But they look like they're really small because the camera was, a, was focusing on someone that's very close to the camera and somebody that's far away at the same time. And it looks like they're 
One's larger than the other, but it really is not the case at all. Uh, maybe you've watched something like The Lord of the Rings, and you've seen how small the hobbits appear next to Gandalf the Grey. And, and that's forced perspective because Gandalf is not really that tall, okay? Uh, he is taller, but not, not so much taller. And, and so it's interesting when you study and you can watch movie, you know, movie magic behind the scenes, figure out how they do all these things. It's fascinating. But in reality, it's just an illusion, it is a perspective that, much like our perspective, is wrong. And when kids do it, it's funny. And when we do it in the movies, it's kind of fun. But when we do it to our lives, it is very, very destructive. We, we do, we, because when we look at uh, our situation and we look at the needs of the world around us and we look at the impact we want to make, uh, we, we get this wrong perspective and, uh, and we minimize what we have done and we minimize what we can do. And then we just hold ourselves back from doing anything at all. It goes something like this. Watch this. I got this from the world of Facebook, okay? So somebody posted it. If it was one of you, thank you uh, for that. But uh, it goes something like this. I lost my pen... So now I don't have any notes. Since I don't have any notes, I can't study. Since I can't study, I'm going to fail. And if I fail, I won't get a diploma. And without a diploma, I won't get a job. If I don't have a job, I'm not going to have any money. And if I don't have any money, I'm not going to have any food. And if I don't have any food, then I'm just going to get so skinny that I'm ugly. And if I'm ugly, nobody's going to want to marry me. And if nobody marries me, I'm not going to have any kids. If I don't have any kids, I'm going to die all alone. That makes me feel real depressed. I'm going to get so depressed I get sick. And when I get sick, I'm just going to die. I have no pen. I'm good as dead. Now, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous and unrealistic, and yet that's what we do all the time. If you were to say, if you were to really feel that way, if you were really to say that, whoever you told it to would laugh at you and think, that's humorous. That's what you just did to me. But we do that all the time with our lives because the closer and closer we get to the negative, the bigger it appears to be against the positive. In fact, it overwhelms the positive. It, we, we can look at all the negative and we can overwhelm and completely wipe out from view all the good that we have done and all the good that we could do because we're so focused on the negative that's right here. And so we hold up our lives against the backdrop of an entire world filled with need and we think things like, I can never help everyone. I'm just one person I'm not like this other insert famous person here. I might as well do nothing. Oh, well, everything got quiet because that's true. That's what we do. This is called forced perspective. You were never meant to be measured against the needs of the world. You, you were never meant to be held up to the needs of the entire world. You were never meant to hold your, what your shortcomings are and your weaknesses are so close to you. No, you weren't made to do that. Uh, you're not Jesus Christ. You know, Jesus Christ was sent to die for the entire world. You, you weren't sent to die for the entire world. You were sent to do what you can do in your life and in your community and your family and your neighborhood, on your job, with your friends, on your Facebook account. Okay, that's what you were sent to do. 
You're, the whole, you're not supposed to hold yourself up to the entire world and think, well, if I can't affect everyone, then I might as well do nothing. Well, that's a good way to eclipse everything that you could possibly do. And the way you break the illusion of forced perspective is the same way you do it in the movies. If you were to sit there and you're looking at the scene in the, in the little hobbit house where Gandalf is sitting there with the, with the little hobbit, Frodo, and they're having some tea for the second time that day, or maybe a second breakfast or whatever it was, and they're sitting at the table. It looks really good on the screen. But if you want to break that illusion, all you got to do is walk past the camera and up to the table, and you'll see that it's broken, actually. There's two different tables, and it's two different They're not even looking at each other face to face. They're just looking at the wall, and, and it only it appears a certain way on the camera, but when you get close to it, you see the, the truth. And the way you break out of this forced perspective is to get close to the truth. So let me just tell you right now that the Lord wants to do a work in your life today. He wants to set you free today from this illusion that you have that you can't do anything that's going to really matter, that you haven't done anything that really matters, but he wants to set you free. You can walk out of here today with, with joy in your step, a joy overflowing from your, your face and from your heart because you know that what God has called you to do, you're going to be able to do it because you have broken this illusion of forced perspective. The way to do it is to get close to the truth. So I invite you right now to let the Lord call to your remembrance how you have helped people how you did make a difference in somebody's life. You say, well, well, that was just like one time. Like, no, no, I want you to remember that because you have done something. And I bet that it's more than just one. You, you did raise your kids. And that's, a, that's an effort in and of itself. They're still alive, aren't they? Well, that's saying something. You, you worked hard to get where you are. Your kids haven't gone hungry. That's saying something. You could have quit on your marriage. You could have dropped out of school. You could have just never given a red cent to help a cause. You, you never had to even say a prayer for somebody else's need, even when they wouldn't know that you had said a prayer. You could have walked away when it got hard, but here you are. Amen. 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 Well, I'm not going to belabor the point today. I, I think God, God's ready to do some stuff. Let's, let's stand in the house right now. God is getting ready to do a work. I, just, I, th I think what we need to be right now is in a, in a state of, of getting ready to receive from him. I, I want to I I just speak to you for just the next few minutes on your feet because I, I believe that we need to be in this, we're, we're ready to receive this from God. Uh, and and I'll just, let me just pray it like this. In the name of Jesus, open your eyes. And take a close look at what you have done in your life. And in the name of Jesus, uh, you are going to be set free from every measurement that is the wrong measurement. In the name of Jesus. Somebody say amen about that. The Spirit of God is in this house. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. You see, we measure with altitude how high we can go, but God measures our attitude. Yeah, we measure length and width. But God measures the depth of our desire. Uh, we measure distance, but God measures direction. We measure how fast we can get somewhere, but God is more interested in how long we will endure.
We measure things based on temporary gain, but God measures everything with eternal weight. We measure wrong, but God measures right. And He is ready to set us free from those things that we've been measuring our lives with that are not the right thing. God is ready to do a work in us. And so I, I've got my friend up here to help me illustrate. And I believe that in Jesus' name, uh, God's going to begin to do some things. And so uh, maybe you've got the ruler of your life that says, I'm just so insignificant that I could never do enough. I'm so in insignificant. The need is too great. I've just got this forced perspective on life, so I could never really matter, and so I'm just not going to do anything. That's the wrong measurement. We break it in the name of Jesus. Come on. Yes. Well, I'm not perfect like they are. I mean, look at them. They've got it all together. We're not called to compare ourselves to other people. We're just called to compare ourselves to what God has given us and what we're doing with what we've been given, and we break that in Jesus' name. No more comparisons. Amen. Well, you don't understand. I've been rejected. I, people, I've already tried to step out, and people rejected me. I put my best foot forward. I put a smile on my face, and they rejected me anyway. But you know what? God doesn't reject you. He accepts you, and he's given you a high and holy calling. You're going to fulfill it in Jesus' name. We break it right now. Amen. There's been some words that were spoken over you a long time ago. They said some things about you that they thought was true, but it's not true because they were measuring you with what they could see and they were measuring you with their opinions, but they weren't measuring you by the standard that God measures you with. We break those words off of you in the name of Jesus. Come on. Anything else? Anything else that's been holding you back? Anything else that you've been measuring your life with? God wants to break it off of you today. Amen. Anybody else? You got something that wasn't on the list? You want to break something right now? Come get it. Justin, here. Break it off your life, bub. What is it? In Jesus' name. There you go. Amen. Amen. God measures differently. Somebody say it. God measures differently. Yeah. And if we're using his yardstick, we're going to measure up differently. Let's jump in the scripture real quick, and we're coming to the end. Colossians chapter 2, verse 8. It says this, See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy. What is philosophy? That's man's way of thinking about the world. It's man's measurement of the world. It's man's understanding of the world. Don't let anybody take you captive by philosophy. Don't let anybody take you captive by empty deceit according to human tradition. There's no tradition that can hold me back. There's no tradition you can measure me by. You can't measure me by any elemental spirit of the world. You have to measure me, what? According to Christ. And so we want to make sure that we measure up with him because his ruler is very different. His ruler is based on not who we are, but on who he is. Look at verse 9. In him, that's Jesus, the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily. In Jesus Christ, everything that God is, is inside of him. And here comes the promise for your life and your need to measure success. Verse 10. You have been filled in him. You've been filled with the one who possesses all deity. And you have been filled in him who is the head of all rule and authority. He, he is the head of all rule. Do you know what a rule is? It's the standard of measurement. It's the standard of judgment. 
The ruler is the one who determines who's right and who's wrong and how far this should be and how long that should be and what's going to happen over there. He's the head of every ruler. He's the head of everything that you can measure yourself with. And that's who you've been filled with. And so the one who fills you is the one who is measuring you by the standard of himself that he put inside of you. Amen. You can go ahead and give God praise about that. I don't know if you noticed, I didn't come to fool around today because God's at work and he wants you to walk out of here with joy and life and an understanding that he's got something much better for you what the world has. And we're going to do something right now to symbolize being filled with him. We're going to do it literally and symbolically at the same time. This is called communion. And so you receive some communion elements when you walked in the door. There's a little wafer there. You go ahead and get that ready. Let me see if I can get the sound going just right here in the microphone. I don't know. These things, sometimes they're kind of aggravating. Go ahead and open it up and go ahead and get it ready. Amen. Watch this. We're going to eat the bread. We're going to drink the juice. If you're watching on YouTube right now, if you're listening on the podcast, go ahead and pause it right now and go get you some crackers and juice so you can participate too. We're going to be filled with him today. This is a, communion is a promise. It's a remembrance of what he did. And it's a promise of what is to come. 1 Corinthians eleven twenty three. 23, it says, The Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. We had the bread in our hands. And he gave thanks for it. And he broke it. And he said, This is my body, which is for you. See, it's my body, and it's for you. I'm not keeping it. It's for you. You're going to eat it. It's going to become part of your body. I'm going to fill you up. Do this in remembrance of me. Lord, I thank you for your body. I thank you that you, were allowed, that you allowed yourself to be broken for us. I thank you, God, that, that you fill us with the immeasurable. I thank you, God, for your body and what you did for me. Help me to remember what you did for me and that I am complete and filled in you. You may eat right now. In the same way also, he took the cup. And after supper, he said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. This is the new measurement. This is the new standard. This is what you're going to be measured with. This is what you're going to be filled up with. My life, the source of who I am. This is the new covenant in my blood. So do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Oh, you're going to drink with joy right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And as he fills your heart and your spirit right now, as these crackers and juice that represent his body and blood begin to circulate in your body, go ahead and celebrate and praise him right now for filling you and measuring you, not by worldly standards, but by his standard. Not by what the world thinks about you. Not even by what you think about yourself but what the scripture says about you and who he is.
in the name of Jesus. You are complete in Him. You can make a difference. Your life does matter. He is in you. He is immeasurable. We're going to go into worship right now, and I'm just going to ask you this. I'm going to ask you to do this. Just, I want you to, to talk to God, and I want you to thank Him for what He's done, and I want you to ask Him, God, show me the things that I've done that's made a difference, and then show me the things that I can do to make a bigger difference. I am not going to be held back by any other measurement than what you have put in me. That is broken off of me. And joy is going to fill our heart today. Joy is going to fill our heart today and flow out of us. We're going to walk into this week very, very different. In the name of Jesus, I bless you with that. Let's do a worship to the other.